Hello. Wednesday morning. This is coming out today. Yes, it is. Rob's doing dishes. Rob, stop doing dishes. <laughs> Y'all, if you think we're in some lavish studio somewhere no. full of Turkish rugs and... Oh, yeah. Studios always you know. do have like Turkish rugs. They do. That's like a feature. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it has to look like an opium den to you be could, legit. You could turn this into an opium den. I don't I, we could. know why you don't. We have all this beautiful light. Yeah. I mean, Natural Kat just light. moved into a new apartment. It's beautiful. It is. Rob yeah. is definitely in the kitchen making kitchen noises. Yep. There's kitchen noises. <laughs> he was eating cornflakes earlier. <laughs> He's eating cornflakes earlier to uh, quell his lustful desires. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just as Dr. Kellogg intended. Because I won't give it up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I'm Kat Eves, and I'm a stylist. And this is Gotti Positive. I'm a. I tweeted. I tweeted. I uh, Instagrammed about today mm-hmm. um, to get the masses ready. I saw that. We're gonna talk about being sexy. Yes, we are. Oh yes, right. I have my sexy voice on right now. You do. You have a very sexy. It's just like, woke up. I just got out of bed. Yeah. What is this? Is this a? And there's a frog in my throat. <laughs> Three weeks into bronchial infections. Oh, uh, we're over a month now. Sweet. Over a month. Uh, I had yeah. strep throat last week. We are really bringing sexy back. Oh my God. I had Let got tell you. the bronch and then I got the strep all in the same month. Still had to tour and travel. Yeah. And how do you do that? Like, what what do you do to survive that? Because I always wonder about that when people have like the flu or strep or whatever. Um, you hope that no one notices. Oh God. <laughs> So you're just like shaking hands with a clammy hand, like with the chills, just like, hello, I'm Jenny. Um, well, I try to like not talk to people. Yeah. Um, on touring, I'm just like, hey, I'm kind of sick. Don't touch me. Yeah. Clean the mic. But um, when you fly and everyone's like, don't fly when you're sick. Well, maybe if airlines would refund you oh, yeah, no. for when you're sick, they're like, no, so Yeah, they're sorry. like, ah, no. Yeah, so I have to fly when I'm sick, and then, you know, I'm patient zero going through that terminal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, everyone, lick my hands. Oh, lick them. Mm. And you just, like, put your hands up, like, high fives, but people just put out their tongues, yeah. and you just wipe them <laughs> across <laughs> It's like the Get end of a marathon. It. Marathon. It's a marathon. I don't know why. Yeah, but that. the end of every time I reach a terminal, uh, yeah. that one song plays. That da na 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 na. Oh yeah. Da na 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 na. And then I'm so just triumphant. Licking, t- licking hands. <laughs> <laughs> every new city is very excited when you come, and they just want to. Pretty much. Just want to lick your hand. But it's fine now. It's I I uh, am okay. Um, but actually, if people do want to come see this sick body, uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm in North Carolina. So I have Aww. some tour dates. Ooh, where are you in North um, Carolina? On Friday, I'm in Greensboro, okay. North Carolina. Never been there. Don't know anything about it. Idiot Box Comedy Theater. Tickets are still available. It's called Idiot Box? It's called Idiot Box Comedy oh, Theater. That's fantastic. <laughs> the second one is in on Friday or in Saturday is Asheville. Oh, I North love Carolina. Asheville. So I'm excited. That's at the Lazoom uh, Bar and Compton Gorilla Room. Gorilla, gorilla Room? It's called Lazoom Bar and Gorilla Room. Like gorilla as a monkey. Yeah. Not like gorilla, which is a weird way to say Oh, you mean like the, war, the warriors that fight in the woods? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all like right. that at all. Okay. Well, um, that'd be interesting. And tickets are available for that one, so go get them. It's a big, it would tiger. be a very different event at like Gorilla Warrior Room. <laughs> Everyone just hides in different parts of the theater. Yeah, they just yeah. it's like laser tag actually. Well, okay, um, that's my stuff. What do you have coming up? Nothing, nothing at all. Dope. I'm Let's working. Let's get into pole dancing. That's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that was my way of stalling while I thought about what what am I doing? No, okay. actually, I'm dressing Dulce for the Image Awards. It's the <gasps> NAACP Image Awards. Oh, my God. It's a very big event. There's three events. Should I yell at my husband for eating cereal the other I don't think people can room? hear him. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's okay. He is spared yeah. another day for now. Tell us more about Dulce. Uh, NAACP Image Awards are amazing. So there's three different events. There's a luncheon, there's a cocktail party, and then there's the actual awards. And people really get like full, 
full glam, full glitz. Like, is this amazing. So three different outfits for this? Yep, oh three different gosh. outfits. Um, and the Image Awards are always like the style every year that comes out of it is pretty spectacular. Oh so, God. so who do you have? People you're working with, like designers who are going to design stuff for her. I can't name everybody yet. All right, but I can name Coedition. We're working with Coedition. We actually worked with Coedition to provide a dress for Dulce's half hour in um, uh, New Orleans. So okay, yeah. So she's just uh, we're working with them again. What I love about Coedition, not not to give them too much free advertising, but. I really have enjoyed working with them, and uh, what I but what I dig about them is actually there's a lot of different plus size brands that are smaller or that have launched in the states but maybe didn't do as well. Yeah. So like City Chic is one of the brands that they carry, um, but they have brands from all over the world that they sell on Coedition. So you don't have to go, uh, you know, usually you have to go to like each individual company's website if you want to shop, and yeah. as we know. All plus size is practically online. <laughs> yep, that's the uh, only place to get it. So, what I really appreciate about Coedition is that you can actually shop multiple different brands in one place. Yeah, so pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and congrats. It's really good brands like Shegal from New York. There's brands from Europe. I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah, and as we've talked about, there's so many great Australian and UK plus size brands. There are. I'll I'll get into my part about it. Yeah, in a minute because it's going to tie into the whole sexiness that we're talking about. Yeah, today, but. But um, I know that a few days ago, you did something that was, it is super sexy. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it, which is really funny. But I you like don't want to do most it. things. That's true. You didn't want to move into this apartment. I get really nervous <laughs> about doing anything that's out of my comfort zone. Okay. Okay. No. To expand on that. Yeah. Because that doesn't sound very gaudy positive. It doesn't, right? So that's the thing is that, um, you know, I'm very body positive compared to maybe other people, but it's not really a competition, is it? It's like- <laughs> Everything I think, is a competition. Everything is a what competition. What are you talking about? Why aren't you more body positive? <laughs> I'm handing out awards. Um, no, you know, it's like, I think that I'm, and then Millie had to shake off as you do when you're- <laughs> It's like a full body shake <laughs> down to the tip of the tail. Yeah. Um, it's just real lively over here today. Um, you just woke up. I did so just wake up. <laughs> Everything that's happening feels like it's happening in a thousand decibels. I feel like decibels. you are in like a steady, like a, definitely a stream of consciousness right now. Yeah. Uh, well, that's normal. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's just all these noises around me and I'm like, what is that? Uh, no. So getting out of my comfort zone is like one of those things where I think I'm pretty body positive, but then I get into something, you know, whether it's like a body love workshop, like Sarah Sephora had, or if it's like taking a, a yoga class I would normally take. So this time what I did instead is I actually took a pole dancing class. Yes. Someone's about to be Cardi B over here. That's me. Yeah. Huh? Okay, it's, Amber Rose. Yeah. It's I'm just us. naming strippers I know. Yeah. Um, I don't I I don't know a lot of others. Uh, the only Stormy two Daniels. Oh, we can't talk about her because I'm <laughs> mad at her. She's headlining a comedy club. Oh, really? Is she doing comedy now? Yes. Actually? She yeah, she's like trying to headline this comedy club and do stand-up. And wow. the stand-up community is very upset. Oh, really? Um, and, you know, it's like it's that thing where, like... Because she didn't earn her stripes? It's like we're... I think, like, the women are like, she didn't earn her stripes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like that... Um, you know that argument where someone's like, yeah, man, we like we don't want that, uh, that smoothie shop in our neighborhood. And then mm-hmm. someone's like, yeah, we don't want it. And then there's one that's like, yeah, we don't want it because... And then says something terrible. Uh-huh. And then you're like, that's not why we don't want it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's what's happening where it's like... Uh, you know, the women are like, you didn't earn your stripes uh-huh. to do this. This is like, uh, you know, we have enough issues like that people don't give women headliners a chance kind uh, of thing. Yeah. And then I'm sure male comics are coming in being like, yeah, and you're a adult film star and you're gross and you're Aww. a gross human and you're, I want to eat your vagina or whatever the <laughs> fuck they want. You're they would, such a slut hoe. Can yeah. we, can we, uh, <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's not based on her sluttiness. Can, can we, we not? see each other later? Or? That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Is that men will be like, oh, she's such a slut. And then they'll be like, that's really hot. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay. She's a slut, but she doesn't want to be a slut for me, so I don't like it. Right. That's really what it <laughs> exactly. comes down to. And it's yeah. also just like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with sluts? We all need sluts and hoes. I exa- we can all just be sluts and hoes. It's one of those things where it's if you just don't think that, uh, you know, expressing your sexuality is slutty or hoey, then it doesn't exist. Oh. Right? Hot take. Hot. <laughs> Jenny Z over here. These hot takes. So basically, if you're going to hate on Stormy Daniels, hate on her right now for comedy because she just isn't putting in the work. Not but not because, for other reasons. Yeah, for. not because she's a slut or whatever. Well, is um, somebody else writing her jokes? What's she doing? Or is she, I don't she know. doing she, her own she set? She probably... Look, I don't know. She might have hired people mm-hmm. to do it because there's... I will go unnamed with some of these people, There, but there Ooh. are influencers that you might know who actually have a team of writers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I believe that. Name them. No, I'm not going to name them because <laughs> some of my friends work for them. So Whoa. I'm not going to name it, but... Yeah, so I'm sure she's going to have a team of people writing for her who yeah. are probably going to be men. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and basically it was a kind of a, a little bit of a Twitter thing. I mostly stay off of Twitter um, for the most part, but oh, God damn it. I got kind of got sucked in a little bit. Yeah. Is it Logan Paul? Logan Paul's why I got sucked back in? Or? No, that's who's writing for... Oh, I wish. <laughs> that everybody's, your friend is writing for Logan Paul. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off. Oh, off right. Mic. Off book, baby. I'm just going to keep guessing. But yeah, so, so okay. So you're going to be a stripper now. I'm going to be a stripper now. So I took a pole dancing class. It was really cool. It was at S Factor, which is um, a company that my company is working with. And it's funny because, and I, I was super honest with the founder of S Factor about it. So um, Sheila Kelly is the founder of S Factor. She's an actress. Um, you've definitely seen her in a number of things. Um, I think LA law. Okay. I'm now not sure if it's LA law or LA confidential, but, um, she is awesome. She's, she's a badass. And basically when she was, um, researching roles or researching uh, stripper life for a stripper role, she went and she actually went to like went to a strip club and talked to strippers. And then when she started doing it, she's like, oh, this is actually kind of awesome. Yeah. And that's really how it was born. Um, But what I think is really interesting about it is I had all these like preconceived notions of what a pole dancing class would be like. So like what what do you picture when you picture that? Okay, so when I picture a pole dancing class, I picture like several poles. Um, in like a dance studio, yeah. Um, with mirrors, uh-huh. like it's a like it's a dance studio that someone's like, let's set the poles up yeah. for the class. Sure, right. Um, and I don't know. I I guess from what the things I've seen my friends do is like I would imagine you're in gym clothes, but also in a pair of heels. <laughs> which yeah, to yeah. me is such a fun little juxtaposition <laughs> of like in your gym sweats and then also right. A, what is it? Clear heels. Right. <laughs> like six inch. Definitely. Maybe yeah. with a goldfish inside yeah, yeah, yeah. or some glitter or something. Yeah. 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 And then like. How close am I to what Well, so that's like. the thing is that S-Factor was not like that at all. Yeah. It was like, first of all, um, you, you kind of like there's street parking, um, <laughs> which is important. <laughs> It sounds like random, right? First of all, all, there's parking. There's parking. No, no, no. (laughs) This is important in LA. No, but the reason why I I even mentioned the parking at all is because you park and then you're kind of like, where the hell is this? There's not like you, you, it's sort of hidden and tucked away. You actually have to go down an alley and go around the back. That seems about right to go to a strip place. And so it just feels a little like, where am I going? They I don't know. want to get you into the true experience. Right. And then there's this like tiny little sign that tells you where to go. So then you go back through this garage It's and then like like through like a loading dock basically. And yeah. then there's a back door that you go through and you and then that opens to stairs and you're like, I don't know which way to go from the stairs. So it feels like kind of like the secret, you know? Like yeah. it, it feels a little bit like there's a prohibition aspect of it. Okay. And so... Do you think they meant for that to happen or that was just the space they got? Uh, I don't know. I think it, it feels intentional to me, but I could be wrong. Um, so then you go up you get into the um, space and you hear like just music pounding. Yeah. And you can hear people having a good time. But you can't see anything. So it's like, it's actually pretty like dimly lit and 
there's like a waiting area with like couches and stuff. And there's just a bunch of women kind of like all sort of, you know, you can tell who has experience there and who doesn't. Cause the people who don't all look really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the people who, who like are seasoned veterans are kind of just like, yeah, I'm just waiting, you know, yeah, we're just good. waiting to get on that pole, baby. Right. You know, but there's just like this atmosphere when you're sitting in that space that is, that's actually kind of exciting. I think it's partly like the music thumping, but you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And so then there's like two doors on either side, you check in and then you find out which door you're going to go through for your class. So then that also felt like it, part of the whole like, see, it's a secret kind of yeah. thing, you know? And so once we did finally get into the room, it, there's no mirrors. Which I like. I love that. So it's a, it's a super dimly lit room. It's a dark room with one red light. Okay. And no mirrors. <laughs> right? And then two poles in the middle of the room. So there's only two poles? Yeah. How many people are in this class? We had eight people. Okay, so you have to share the polls. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that's you don't the get thing. your own poll for this. <laughs> I don't think that they do that at any pole dancing class. I don't know how you would because you'd have like unless you only had small groups and yeah. a big space. That's, what I loved about it was that's that, how I describe my titties and my butt. <laughs> small groups, big space. <laughs> no, but what I loved about it was that you know there were eight people in the room. It wasn't a big group. Yeah, but that's like the max that the room can hold. So it's like a small group environment. It's very much in the beginning, you introduce yourselves. Yeah. Um, kind of say why you're there. It's okay to be like, I just basically was like, yeah, I'm terrified and I'm not even sure I want to be here. <laughs> you know? I was like, but that's exactly why I should be here because I want to challenge myself on the things that I don't want to do and just yeah. do them. So, um, so that was cool. And there was a lot of people in the room who were like, yeah, me too. And we were also split like half and half, like half of the people were, this was their first time ever. And the other half were like, this is our eighth week and we're really feeling it. And so <laughs> it was just, Damn, yeah, dedication. It was, right. It was like a real interesting balance. And there was like one woman who was in the eight week group who brought costume changes. What? Yeah. And so it was just like, it was very much. It was very different even immediately in terms of atmosphere going in, Yeah, you know, and they basically were like, as you can see, there's no mirrors and there's a reason for that because we don't want you to spend your whole time critiquing your body and judging your body. Like we want you to get free and go inside, like really have more of an internal experience with this. And so the first hour or so is actually more like yoga meets Pilates, but it's done in this very like. It's like a sensual, slow, comfortable way. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because I just like, I've always taken, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I, every class I've ever taken that's been like a fitness class has been like, you know, it's all about like pushing through it. I'm never fully, guess, even if I'm enjoying it, I'm not enjoying it. You know I what I mean? I think I, I, maybe that's where we're different is I really like classes that are like so exhausting mm. you don't even exist kind of thing yeah because I personally and you know that's with my own body issues is I just don't like yeah being in it like mm-hmm. yoga for me is a is not a great place mm. because uh the silence of it and the um the speed for which it goes mm-hmm. it allows my brain to like really going to overdrive as far as like critique. That's interesting. Um but but like a spin class for me is like the best because I'm so exhausted. I'm so like tired and just keep pedaling. It's loud. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And then finally because it's like the one <laughs> 45 minutes of like no thoughts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's very different approaches because I think that's the thing is that it is uncomfortable in the beginning. Like yeah. even when you're doing these movements and nobody's looking at each other and you're all, you all kind of like basically have your eyes closed. Yeah. You're doing these movements and you're feeling like, am I doing it right? Or you're feeling like, am I, I don't know, I'm a little uncomfortable or uh, do I look the same as other people when they do it? You know, yeah. like you go through that, but you kind of have to, I think that's what I found really interesting about it is you have to give up control. And so you have to let go of the worries and expectations of what you look like when you're doing it and if you're doing it right and just enjoy it. And that's what I found so radically different. Like everything else, you know, yoga, whatever, 
it's so much about your form and getting the form right. And this is really, it kind of turns it on its head because it's really more of like, just enjoy it. Find the place where you enjoy it. Yeah. It's very loosey goosey. Yeah. It's like, oh, Millie's got opinions. Millie. Millie's a puritanical um, minister, so (laughs) she eats her cornflakes every day. Hey. Her bark is a fun one. It's a slow bark. Yeah. She, she, she's never totally sure if she wants to do it or not. It's just like a, huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> hey. Hey. She, my man. I'm about to get mad. <laughs> That's pretty much how my life is. My dog is just like hey, me. Hey. Hey. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, do you feel like with the pole? Okay. So you do an hour of. Just kind of exercise. Yeah, more or less. And then when do you get under the pole? Then, like, the second half of it is the pole, and people basically take turns. And so she showed us a couple different moves. Um, I guess she showed us three different moves, and then we had the opportunity to try them ourselves. Yeah. And it was not – I wouldn't say it was, like, easy, but I wouldn't say it was difficult either. I think that one of the things that was really pleasant for me was the fact that, like – I even though I was terrified to do it and I didn't want to do it, I yeah. went up to the pole and I grabbed on and I took a little spin and I was like, "Oh my god, this is really fun," you know? That's this great. Is, and I did it, you know. And did you I do think, any like any moves where you were like up off the ground? Yeah, you t- you take your feet off the ground. Oh, I know. And how I how did, did not, you feel like when you were doing it? Well, I was afraid to do it honestly because I because being plus size, I was just like. I don't know if I trust that that pole won't move. And I know that that's not reasonable, <laughs> but that's how I felt. I mm-hmm. felt really heavy in that moment. And I was like, what if today's the day that the screws come loose? You know, like <laughs> you start to have those that little anxiety and I don't. That wouldn't be your fault though. No, but it would be. Because they were loose screws. Right. But if, a, if it happens to a thin woman, people are like, oh, that was loose. But if it happens right, to a blames. fat woman, everybody's like, oh, she's fat. You yeah, know? they would it's blame like, the uh, screws. Meanwhile, right. if you do it, they blame you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's, that the chair's broken. Right. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's just like the chair. I was just going to say, when I was like in elementary school, I was like in sixth grade. Yeah. My, I was at my friend's mom's house and she had like this really cheap dining set and I sat down in one of the chairs and it broke under me. <gasps> and like I had to deal with that for, I don't know, like a year where my friend went and she was sort of like a friend of me at the time for sure. Ugh. She She just went and told everybody about how a chair broke under me and how fat I was. Oh my god! What a nightmare! Yeah, Millie, Millie just bossed you into petting she her. She did. She oh just, my god, this dog. I know. Um, okay. So how do you feel though about like after doing it? Did you have like a new kind of idea of what sexy could be for you? Yes, I think I did because I think that the this is where I got to with it is I think that we our understanding of what sexy is a lot more complicated than what you see out there, right? Like, yeah. The way that we treat sexiness is like, oh, it's about it's about being confident or it's about wearing low-cut tops or it's about yeah. being a stripper or whatever, you know? Those are the only way that the I know ways, how to be sexy right? is yeah. to wear low-cut top. Wear sexy lingerie, you know? Like, I, I don't think, think I've ever referred to anything as a low-cut top. I don't That's know. That's such like a mom. I am a mom. <laughs> Oh, are you going out in that little cut tap? Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> Let me give you a hot oh. dish. <laughs> keep your keep while, your titties well, yeah, warm. While your uh, while your tits are so cold, <laughs> why don't I put this uh, casserole on top of them <laughs> in your little cut tap? I like it. I like it. I am secretly a Midwestern mom. I'm Bobby Pickles' mother. I think you are. I am. I am. So, um, no, I, you know, it's just like, that's the thing is that I don't think of myself. I, I don't really think about sexiness, I guess, as part of it is like, that's never been something where like, I've never been the type of person who's like, oh, let's get real slutty and go to the club, you know, like that's just yeah. not. And so it, I think that's the thing is that for me, an exploration of what sexiness even means is sort of a new direction for yeah. me. You know, like I definitely have worn quote unquote low cut tops. <laughs> 
but I have a large chest and so I'm also like self-conscious about it. Like I'm yeah. wearing one now and I like I'm I'm with you and I'm at home and I still sort of like feel this natural desire to cover things up. To cover up them. Because I think them people jugs. Yeah, them Ooh. jugs. Uh also I'm not wearing a bra that fits. But <laughs> who gives a shit? I'm wearing a bra. Who care who cares? Yeah. Um but I think it's one of those things where uh, I've been shamed for it for so long that it's, yeah. sort of, and a lot of plus size women, it's like, uh, like models encounter this. A lot of plus size models are told that they have to turn down the sexy, like tone it down. Yeah. Because when you have like a really rocking hourglass figure and you're on camera and you're doing like a good smize, it yeah. could be too sexy, you know? That's so crazy. Just by existing in their body, basically. It's like we're, all that we're at the same time too much, but also right. not enough. Right. Uh, like an Instagram today, I was going through some of my uh, photos, not my photos, but like in my feed. And, you know, there's that thing of like they yell, they yell at us that we're fat and then uh-huh. we put on workout clothes. Yeah. When companies finally are like, we'll make workout clothes for you. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, you're promoting obesity. Right. right. <laughs> They're not allowed to wear clothes. Yeah. Don't No, they wear have to clothes. stay inside. We just yeah. don't want them on a couch when right. they're inside. They can be on the ground. Wear a tent. Oh, my God. I have to talk about... We'll get to at the end of the show. I did go... I went and saw Hannah Gatsby. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just looking at my dog, like, get like down Your dog is, it. like, She's, wants to be petted. I really want to tell her not to, time. but we're on... She won't understand. Microphone. <laughs> but uh, like, I saw Hannah Gatsby. Yes. Um... And the show is amazing. And I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. I won't give away too much because she is trying out new stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, so. So she did not quit comedy is where we're at. Would you quit comedy after Fuck Nanette? no. That no. was amazing. No, I'm that's like, you like can't the do biggest that. backseas ever. That being <laughs> the said. The biggest takes backseas. Uh, no kidding. She's like, actually, I'm brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. She's like, oh, um, well, I guess I'll try this again. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. So. That's funny. So yeah, it's um about going back to like being sexy and your and your low cut tops. <laughs> I'm just laughing at my dog. I'm sorry. It's She's okay. She's just like getting right up. In, she wants to get. She inside. did smell my crotch she a little bit ago. She wants to get in your crotch right now. In my keto your crotch. keto crotch. <laughs> I was thinking it. I'm glad you said it. Just so everyone knows, Kat sent me a great article about <laughs> um, keto crotch, which is a. Amazing phenomenon that yeah. happens when you eat too much meat and it ups the acidity level of your body. Yeah. And then you get your pH vagina goes off. Your pH you vagina? Your pH vagina. <laughs> your vaginal pH <laughs> goes awry and yeah. then you get what's called keto crutch. And it's it's basically yeast infection, right? It's like a, I think it's like a or permanent. A bacterial? I don't no. know. It's just, I think it just fucks with the, with the um, yeah. pH so then it just. Tastes and smells different, well, but probably not in a great way. You didn't read the article. It does say that you can get a bacterial or yeast infection. From just eating the keto? Yeah. For, that's I, what key, part of keto crotch is, I, is that like, it changes your pH, so then you're... Oh, I thought I was just talking about that it's going to smell all crazy and weird. Well, no, it's that too. Oh, I miss... Um, look, as a... <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I got a lot of issues down there anyways, so <laughs> none of it bothers me. Millie was just doing her, yeah. you know, annual checkup for you. Oh, good. I've also been on like, um, as for the ladies we all know, I've been on like a month of antibiotics. Oh, the worst. Yeah. I, you know what? I had to go I on antibiotics. so much Difluc. <laughs> oh, God. I went on, I went on antibiotics for mine. I, they didn't do shit, but the doctor actually gave me. A thing he was like, and here's the pill for when you probably will get a yeast infection afterwards. Oh yeah, it I, never used to happen to me until I got older. Yeah. Well, the, the antibiotic part, the other stuff. Yeah. I'm a mess. Anyway. Yeah, but you like literally just like. But that's where we're at with the antibiotics, right? Is like the doctors are just like, yeah, you're probably gonna get a yeast infection, so I'll just yeah. give you that prescription now too. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about like killing a sexy mood? I was with a a partner the other day, and uh, we were fooling around, and then I had to like have the disclaimer of like. Hey, I've been on antibiotics for uh, a while. It's kind of weird down there. Yeah. Are you sure you want to go down there? And they were like... And they were like, well, do you want me to? And I was like, of course. <laughs> I just want you to know Yeah, it's going to be different. I don't know what's happening in there. Yeah. So. And then they went down. They are like, it's fine. And I was it's like, fine. oh, thank God. Oh, good. I just want everyone to know that I'm well, getting eaten a, out. I'm proud of you. Weekly. Weekly? I'd fantastic. say weekly. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like it's, it's on a calendar? 
Yeah, I pencil it in. Pencil. I'm a pencil in this uh, this lunch. It's a luncheon. This little lunch box. When ladies lunch. Oh. Um, and I do. I would talk another thing about sexiness, but oh yeah, so we derailed. But anyways, back to we always do. I love it, but it's, we're still talking about being sexy. Yeah, we you did. You just talked about getting eaten out once a week. That's yeah, you cool. can be sexy with a yeast infection. I think it's just like the thing that for me that was really uh, changing for me that like just had me kind of thinking. Oh wow! I don't know if I want to use the word transformative. That feels too far. But like, I, it just it it turned me on my head a little bit. Um, yeah. was just the fact that there's that control aspect that I think a lot of us as women are going out, we're trying to accomplish a lot of things. And so we sort of like adopt a mess, like a masculine energy and some people just yes. have it. I mean, I definitely just like have that, Yeah, you know, that's like my, my, my bulldog <laughs> side of myself. But well, like, it is that, the, yeah, I mean, we all have that masculine and sometimes that yeah. comes out. Yeah. But I think it's just like there's ways in which we build up walls for ourselves. Not like usually we talk about building up walls. It's about, you know, keeping people out. But I think it's in this case, it's actually just about building ourselves up so we can feel fortified. Yeah. But in the process of that, we lose, we potentially lose some of these other things. You know, it's why a lot of women get like to a certain age and they just feel, they don't feel the same as we did. We don't feel the same as we did when we were in like our early twenties or whatever, because we've had to like take on so much and figure out so many things that we had, didn't even have to think about when we were in our early twenties, Yeah, you know, that, or even younger. Oh, Millie, Millie is a boss queen right now. This dog is one we pet as has like been begging to be petted. The whole show. She's just growling. She's just growling. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is that we are at this point where um, you get to, like, your 30s or so, and you kind of forget what that's like. You're like, I go to work, and I come home, and maybe I go to the gym or whatever, but you don't – but, like, sexuality is not necessarily something that's, like, a part of that routine. Well, I think, too, is with that, especially, like, you know, for hundreds of years, you were in your 30s, you were a mom. Right. You were a mom and or you were dead. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't have a lot of options yeah. to be sexy. But also, you know, we just live in a culture of youth. Mm-hmm. And once you're over 27, you're you're not youthful anymore. Right. So there's no money to be had from you, which is such, such bullshit. That's true. You're not really being marketed to the yeah, same way anymore. Exactly. Mm. So we don't see images of, of women our age being sexy, but that's actually kind of cool about Instagram that I do like mm-hmm. is that these quote unquote influencer Instagram models, a lot of them that I follow are in their thirties and they're yes. still like, yes. like, and what's up? Yeah. And, well, like one yeah. of the most successful plus size models right now is Candace Huffine, who I grew up with, yeah. who, um, is, I mean, we're the same age. She's, she's gotta be 34, 35. Yeah. yeah so. It's like, uh, things are changing, which is great. And I think that now that women in their 30s don't necessarily have the whole, the bind of children and households Mm -hmm. kind of keeping them down, that we're maybe able to express our sexiness in a different way now too, because now it's like a whole other set of like, not only am I looking like a fox, but I got my shit together. Yeah. What's sexier right. than, uh, you know, living independently? Right, right. That's true. Yeah, like you can come over to my apartment and I don't have any roommates. <laughs> All right, we can fuck in every room this in my a, apartment. This is your, is this your ad? This is my ad. This is your personal ad. <laughs> hey, everyone, tired of fucking around other people's roommates? Come to my house. <laughs> Oh my God. I turn on the red light in every room. I'll be your rock star. There's a pole in my house. It's actually a pipe, but let's dance on it. <laughs> There's this thing like in New York. So when I lived in New York, and this is every New York old apartment, is the heating was oh, yeah. uh, just a pipe through the room. Yeah. A hot fucking pipe. Yeah, you can't touch it. Oh my God. You're in the bathroom. You're too close to that pipe. You Oof. just want to like relax a little bit. Oof. Oh, hi. Burnt thighs. Oh. So they call me old birthday. Old birthday. <laughs> <laughs> old crispity crunchity. <laughs> old crispy kneecaps. <laughs> Little so, yeah. chicken skin. Um, I love chicken skin. But yeah, yeah so 
we are like moving into a different age of what sexy can be. Well, and I think that's the thing is like a lot of times, even still, we see it on TV, right? Like Cardi B is on the stripper pole or we see um, lots of different examples of like people who are celebrities or pop stars uh, expressing sexuality. And there's like a good side and a bad side of that, right? Like the good side is that we're seeing more women actually talk about being sexual beings, which is great. Yeah. But then, and do it unapologetically, which I think is the really big key part. Oh, well, I think the, when I was just thinking about, you were talking about like Cardi B and, you know, Amber Rose talking about being strippers mm-hmm. is that once they come out and start talking about it, it's not for male consumption anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge thing of why people have like a lot of yeah. um, pushback about that. I like that. Like, I like that it's not that they're not talking about it specifically from like, this is for the male gaze. It's like, this is for me. This is also for other women, but it's also, but it's, it's for me. And I think that's the thing that so much of sexuality is wrapped up in patriarchy, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much of it that's wrapped up in male gaze and understanding what pleases men and what makes men happy that we've lost that understanding of like what even just makes us happy. And so that was something that was really interesting to me. Like I just had a 10,000 different thoughts that went through my head during this class. What do you feel like, because now you felt, you said that this kind of redefined what you thought of as what was sexy. Mm, mm -hmm. What do you feel like this experience redefined for you? Well, I think that there's so much of how we understand sexiness as women is very external. Yes. And, you know, with the one exception being when people are like, you just have to have confidence. It's like, <laughs> right? Like, oh. Confidence is sexy. You just be hit over the head with confidence at yeah. this point. Yeah. Well, you're not confident? Well, right. then you're fucking ugly. Right. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's what is confidence? It's like sexiness and confidence, I think, actually go hand in hand. But I think it's about more than that. So much about what I understood from this class was that, uh, there's a real internal experience that happens and being able to give up some of that control that we have everywhere else in our lives and like having some vulnerability yeah, and um, being uh, committed to understanding and feeling good. Yeah. It's a, it's really kind of the opposite of everything else. Like if you go to a fitness class, it's all about feel the burn and push through it. And this is the opposite of that. This is like, enjoy it. Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing is it also challenged my understanding of like what movement um, can feel like in your body. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. I I was thinking about like, the, yeah, I mean, sexiness of what we think of is so external and such, but also mm-hmm. such like a... I mean, what was sexy today is not necessarily what was sexy yesterday. That's true. You know, like now what is considered sexy and beautiful is like more shapely mm-hmm. versus the 80s weird bony hips. Where people like did not want to have a butt. Yeah. It was all about getting rid of the butt. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, no more butt. We need yeah. more butt. Still, you know, still very um, impossible <laughs> Oh, things yeah. to achieve. But not like, yeah, not like anything is grounded in what's reasonable for the masses. But yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. But how do you think like being confident, like how, I guess, what is your, what is your definition of what confidence is? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't, whoop. <laughs> I had a real strong reaction to it. Uh, being confident, I think it like, I think part of it for me is being grounded in oneself. Yeah. And being commit. Oh man, this is a hard one. It is a hard one. It's like, there's sort of like a commitment to just showing up for oneself. But I don't know if that's really, I, I, I guess I feel like that's an element of what helps people be confident. I don't know if that's like what confidence is. I don't know. I heard something that was interesting to me that was like, was like this concept of confidence and self-esteem only exists within the, within the idea of that someone else has to be less than you for that oh, to exist. Oh, I don't like that. I didn't like it either. And it was on one of my like positive 
podcasts that I listen to oh. like that are just like, but then it's like to a point, it's like, okay, when do you just like not even get to like exist and have thoughts? Because right. any thoughts you have are actually reflections on other people or other environments yeah, and making judgments to make, you know, life choices. Right. Uh, no, I don't think that that's it at all. I think that that's totally wrong. I think yeah. confidence is about being grounded in oneself. It's totally internal. Like that's the whole point is like if it is external, then it's I don't know yeah. that that's real confidence but having, at all. But having self-esteem is based off of having a high self-esteem is having the concept of other people having low self-esteem. Ooh. It was it was really weird. That's I, a little bit of a mindfuck. Yeah, it was kind of like a it's kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to enjoy everyone's opinion. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forget who but, said it. But. but also, like, I mean, it is interesting to say that self-esteem is, like, in order to have high self-esteem, that means somebody else has to self- have low self-esteem. I just think that that's, like, reality is that people yeah. have all different levels. I don't think it's, like, I can only have high self-esteem because other people have low self-esteem. Like, I think... Yeah, I mean, measurements don't exist unless not, you have the contradiction of that measurement right. so you can't have a tall building right unless you have a short building i think the whole, right exactly <laughs> that's just like that's not yeah that's that's a, a reach i, I did something yesterday that made me feel very sexy did you what was it so i'm partnering with this bra company called the lomi yeah they're out of the uk yep which we talked about um i'm doing their instagram takeover at the end of march which would be fun yep. um and we're doing a whole, like, you know, you and Rob are going to be taking the photos, yep. styling it. Very excited. Doing a whole thing on, like, I really like the, what they were talking about of, like, they're a plus-size bra brand mm-hmm. and panty line. And, you know, they, they have this thing called hashtag live limitless, mm. which is, like, um, you know, I feel like I, I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, live limitless. And then I thought about it and I was like, Oh yeah, like unless you do, like you nothing you ever want in your life will mm-hmm. come to you. Like I was writing one of the captions yesterday for it, for one of the things, and and I just remember thinking of like, if I did like limit my life in any way, I'd be like, oh well, I can't do that because I look this way, or yeah. I can't say that because I'm a mm-hmm. woman, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I would never be where I was today. I wouldn't even be writing that caption for this bra company to do this yep. awesome takeover, yep. to wear some pretty sexy bras. Um, so it's it's a cool thing. I'm excited. I hope everyone tunes in and I'll do some live stuff and talk about comedy. Um, but so I got fitted for yes. a bra, which I had never gotten done before. What was that experience like? So it was really fun, um, very handsy. Wait a second. You never went to Victoria's Secret I've and never tried gotten, on bras that didn't fit? But I've never gotten like legit. Yeah. Fitted. Like they're just like, measure, here's your band. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Here you go. And like, let's talk about Victoria's Secret. Well, that, uh, yeah, that's the thing. How is they like, don't. Right. <laughs> I mean, they never get it right. They're always like, every, oh, are you fat? Well, then you must be. <laughs> yeah. They still want to sell you a bra. So they're like, ah, I guess you're like a 40. You're, they don't even have they're, 40. They bro. don't go up to 40 at they're all. They're like, I guess you're a 38 double D. And you're like, actually, I'm like a 46 F. And nope. Bye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye. Oh, look at you. Aren't, aren't you blessed with those big old titties? Uh, <laughs> we don't, but leave. We, we don't, we don't we have, have nothing for you. You can either. buy this bra that Do doesn't you, fit you. Do you want this tanked up? It says pink life on it. <laughs> even is a pink life i don't know fuck them but um they're closing and that's fine Mm -hmm. um victoria's secret she's fat phobic um so so i guess so i guess i'd been wearing the wrong bra yeah so i guess the band i'm wearing has been too big Mm -hmm. and my cups are too small so i always thought that i had very small titties yeah right so i always thought when i wore bras around a bc Mm -hmm. definitely one is a b and one is a Closer to a C. Well, look, that you it's know, like you everyone's... can't have one that has low self esteem without one that has high self esteem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My right one is just like confident, confident, confident. <laughs> um, and the the other one, you know, it's even its nipples sad. So no, they're beautiful, Aww. no complaints. Um, so I've just always been actually pretty self conscious about my breasts. Yeah. So, cause I could never find like a bra that made them look nice. Mm. They were always like gapping and weird and stuff. So I went and got fitted and I guess, so where the, um, wire had been hitting, had been hitting on the actual breast, mm. um, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like, I guess my boobs go much further back. Um, and 
I do guess like. Wait a minute. Your boobs go further back? What do you mean? Yeah, so like where the cup was hitting, it was hitting the side, but it was actually still on the breast tissue. Oh. So it had to go back like two inches oh. to where the actual breast was. Interesting. Yeah, so. See, these are not things that most of us know. I'm, I'm a stylist. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's just like, it was just like little adjustments of like adjustments on the shoulder straps. Mm-hmm. Getting that tighter band. Yep. And it, was, it wasn't comfortably tight, but she's like, move your arms. You're not moving. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my bra's in one place. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to walk down the street and, like, adjust this thing? Right, right. Um, so it was, like, in one place. And then it was this. So I only wear, like, padded bras, too. But she put me in, like, this mesh nude bra. Mm. And then adjusted it. And, oh, my God, like... My boobs looked so beautiful. I wow. was like, what are they doing right now? <laughs> like, it was so crazy. So did it change the way you thought about your boobs? It did. I was like, my boobs are going to look so good. Yeah. Like, if I wear these bras correctly, oh, my God, there's no stopping me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have that booby confidence. <laughs> like, people got big dick energy. I've got, like. Big tit energy? No, just no, like. because if you have big tit energy, you're just like, let me hide <laughs> I've got that supported cup supported confidence. You know what? There is that's real. It is it real. It is real. It, it is real, real. Like it really did. It really changed. Yeah. How my how my tits looked. Mm-hmm. I don't like using breast or boobs. I like tits. Yeah. It changed how they looked. Breast it changed. feels like chicken. What it does? Chicken is for chicken. Is, <laughs> breast is for chickens. And it just like it like it 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 sat higher up. Yeah. It pointed out more. It was like. I was like, this is amazing. No. This is feels so better, so yeah. much better. Um, I feel better as a person. I could probably like go, you know, save a village now if I wanted to. <laughs> They'd be like, who is this lady with the beautiful tits? And I'd yeah. be like, I've come to build a school like Oprah. Okay. And they'd be like, you should go. And I'd be like, but look at my boobs. <laughs> and they'd be like, that's creepy, Jen. I would build a school it like like Oprah. You would? Yeah, why not? Sure. Okay. A charter school. A charter school. Oh, <laughs> the real Betsy DeVos over here. I'm going to take funds from public schools. Um, so. <laughs> no, but you like the. It's really interesting because like I have a place that I love to go. Um, there's, uh, I know that there's places in LA, but I have a place that I love so much in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, called Revelation and Fit, and what I love about this place is that they're. Um, very gender inclusive too. So it's a great place. Um, if you're trans, it's a great place to go to get fitted for bras. Um, she is awesome. Yeah. But it, I took my mom there after she had her breast reduction surgery and it was like, my mom literally had been wearing like the surgical sports bra (gasps) for months, for months after having it because she was kind of like, well, they sit up higher now already anyway. Yeah. But she also was just kind of like. I, you know, she just wants to be comfortable. So yeah. it was really interesting to have her try on bras for the first time, really, with her new breasts. I feel like moms have breasts. How did she feel? Yeah, moms um, do have breasts. <laughs> moms and chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, it was, uh, it's interesting because I think for her it wasn't like, she ended up buying a bunch of bras and then not wearing them. She still wore her surgical bra. Oh. Because <laughs> she was just like, I, they're not that comfortable. And so that's the other side of it is like, on the one hand, like, yeah. it, you know, it, it, there's, it's interesting, right? Like, I think it's important if you wear bras to wear the right size. I think it's like your experience was, is really interesting to me because that's the kind of experience I would want to have. Like that's, yeah. that's to me very empowering. But for someone like my mom, it's like she, for her, it was almost like, um, She's almost like disappointed in herself. Like she tried to fit into something because she's like, oh, new bras. This is amazing. And, you know, yeah. but then in reality, she's like, I'm just, that's just not where I'm at in my life. I'm, you know. She's still wearing the surgical? I, I think so, yes. <laughs> she just like, it, it just, is, it's interesting, you know, though. It's like everybody has their, it's kind of like how you said, I don't like to do like yoga classes because I don't want to think. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, it's. Whereas for me, that's like, oh, I'd rather think than move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, that's that's great. I just it's interesting. I feel like, um, you know, like when I when I 
put the band on. I just, it was much tighter than I mm, thought mm-hmm. bras were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I think your mom's being fitted. Your mom was like, and yeah. wearing a comfortable sports bra. Right. For months is probably like, ooh. Right. It's is a different thing. Oh, the back in the cage. Yeah. Here we go. Exactly. Well, that and like, you also have to remember, so we, uh, large breasts run our family. Yes. And she had, after, when she had the surgery, they were basically like, we can the smallest we can go is a double D. Wow. Really? So, yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But like, there's some reason why, like, the larger they are, you know, you're not going to go down to like a, from, you're not, there's a certain point where you're not going to go down to like a C, which is what everybody considers ideal. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's still like a D, double D. Um, okay. So I think there's also something to like, there's a little bit of a reminder there too when you put a bra on after all of that, that like you're still pretty you still ample. still have to go to a special place to yeah. get a bra. Yeah. And you know, she doesn't have to, but yeah, you know. It's it's just like it, you you're like I got away from that I'm a I'm free. Well, that too. I mean, like that's your you know that might be too for your mom like reclaiming some sexiness. Yep. Or just being like I don't want to be that sexy right anymore. Also, I don't want to deal with this shit. Who yeah. gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. I'll wear whatever bra I want. <laughs> that's great. I've done shit. I'm good. <laughs> I live my nurse. life. I had kids. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I had tits for a long time. I had them. Now I just want to have less of them. Yeah. It's true. Well, and it's also funny, like, you know, a lot of, like, I'm a 36H pretty much. Yeah. And for me, it's like they, I don't know what it's, I don't remember what it's like to not have them be in the way. Like sleeping on my stomach is a very different experience compared to other people. (laughs) I'm sure. I love that stomach life. Oh my God. I love sleeping on my tummy. You just have to like sweep them a little bit. You got to sweep them into position. I mean, there's just like, and that's that's the stuff that like people who are who don't have that don't have to think about. And so to it, it is like this opposite thing where it's like on the one hand, I'm super stoked whenever there's somebody somebody has made a bra that fits me. Like I noticed that Alomi actually goes up to my size, so I'm really interested to try them out. Yeah, but um, I think like there's so many, there's so few options, especially so few um, like sexy like beautiful options for my size that I think um I like my relationship with bras is kind of weird in a way like I don't know if I I I I like have a love hate with them I always have to wear them we can change that right let's go to Nordstrom No, I've done and I've done all of that. It's just really more like I also don't want want them to change yes I would love to I would totally get a reduction, but I also would love to, I I always worry about them like changing sizes. I mean, it's just like when you're, when you're ample, it, it, things fluctuate. And so like right now I have a bra on that's supposed to be my size, but it doesn't fit. Yeah. You know? And so then you also worry about those kinds of things too, where you're just like, uh, I'm always worried about quad boob. Oh, well, but yeah. if you get a reduction, I mean, you're gonna have to change everything anyways. Yeah. Totally. You have to probably change your shirts too. Well, and that's the other thing too is not all insurance covers them. Does yours? <sighs> My insurance doesn't cover anything. So Great. No. Welcome to America. Yeah, I know. I'll probably go somewhere else. Let's go abroad to do that. But Yeah. Do you want to go become Canadian? No. It's cold there. So it's free health insurance. I have a Canadian brother and he is annoying. So okay. <laughs> No. I love my brother, but he like... Still that teases me the no way that sense, but all right. <laughs> I love my brother, but he teases me like we're like I'm still five. And That's I hate what it. you're supposed to do. I hate it. Oh my god, who did I? Oh, I was talking. Oh, I was talking to friend of the cast, Ooh. Dan, um, ex boyfriend, oh. friend of the cast. Oh, Dan, a man, um, Dan, a man, and uh, <laughs> and he sent me this meme that was very funny. And years ago, we got in this argument about being an artist. And he was of the um, idea that comedians are not artists mm. in like the art way. Mm. And since then, he has definitely like apologized and been like, "I yeah, was you wrong." Have. No, he's like, "I was wrong. You are an artist. What you do is art." And yes, but I will not let him live it down. Like, uh, <laughs> you pull that <laughs> like one out. Never. From the Literally, vault. anytime we're at like an archer or something, um, 
if he's like, oh, do you check out this artist? And I'm like, artist, hmm, what a word. Too bad I can never use it. And <laughs> yes, he was like, why do you keep bringing that up? And I'm like, because it's fun. That's... Because I like making you feel bad about it. And he's like, I'm actually done. I'm freeing myself <laughs> from that shame. Yeah, he's like, I don't feel the shame about it anymore. And I'm like, well, I need to feel something. Yeah. And I want you to feel bad. <laughs> I'm such a terrible person. You're mean. It's I am over. mean. But that's okay. I'm mean too. I love being. I love being mean. We're mean I together. Ruin, I was thinking about. I ruin a lot of sexy moments too. Oh, you do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was with a partner, and they definitely hated something that I love. Oh. Um. Uh, and uh, during a makeout session, mm-hmm. I broke free from the makeout and started singing. The thing they hated. Oh, wow. And it was so much fun for me. Was it Prince? <laughs> no. Oh, God. If they didn't love Prince, I would just, that would be Oh, over. I mean, I just wouldn't be with them anyways. Um, But no, it was just like a great, I love ribbing and I love teasing. And if people walk away from me, then you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, that's or true. Or there were a bunch of little punks. They were not your punk person. ass bitches who can't take it. They were not your person. I know. I'm also very sensitive. I hope no one ever makes fun of me. We're all sensitive. That's the thing. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the things that I think about a lot is like how actually sensitive most entertainers really are. Oh, we're all babies. We're all little tiny because we just want to be loved. Right. But you know what? We're all children. I think that like overcoming that sensitivity to get on stage or do whatever it is that people do as entertainers. uh, I don't know. What is entertainment? Um, (laughs) It's the same as confidence. <laughs> it's the same as confidence. Yeah, because what was entertaining yesterday may not be entertaining today. Right. But no, I mean, there's just like so much like chest puffing and like ego stroking that has to go into even doing it in the first place because yeah. because it's hard and especially if you're a sensitive person. Yeah. What are you looking up? I was going to, to talk about um, some of the definitions of, com- or not confidence, but sexiness throughout history. Ooh. Because I was thinking about like back in, what is it, like the 20s? Was it the the Gibson girls? No, that's the 1900s. That's the 1900s. Okay. So like you've got the Gibson girls and then like in the 20s, women started wearing trousers. Yeah. And that was like a whole other thing. Like who says trousers anymore? The British. That's how they say pants. Oh, oh, do they? (laughs) They don't say pants. The Brits. Pants is your underwear. Oh, right. But they say trousers for slacks. Or slacks. Well, that's the other thing is like that's the other one. Like my grandmother used to say trousers and slacks. And we don't really say that anymore. No. But, um, yeah, so, like, women were wearing, like, more loose-fitting things, and that was sexy for the time. Well, also, boy figure was sexy in the 20s. Yes. That boyish figure was very sexy. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, it's interesting that a lot of how we talk about sexiness throughout history is still related to, like, body type. Yeah. You know, you look at, like, the Botticelli it's... and the Venus. Like, those are, like... Oh, well, okay, so Hannah Gatsby talks about this yes. in... In the new special is she goes through art history. So we all know she's an art historian Mm -hmm. or knows art history. I think she was. I don't know. Anyways, so she kind of talks about, you know, the female figure in art and how females are portrayed and like this idea of like, it's not really your fault that like, uh, that men are like treat women badly because Mm -hmm. for hundreds of years and you're shown images of women being like helpless little, um, you know, just like no bone structure. Right. Just right. Like, help me. <laughs> um, you know, which I was so mad too, because I'd been trying to like do stuff about that for years and I like, oh, couldn't no. crack the code. I had one joke that I, that I did crack on that where I was like, most of the art that you see is actually like, was just porn in a way. Like, oh. you know, it was just like, yeah. A, yeah. A patron was like, Hey, Paint me a picture of the Virgin Mary. Right. But uh, make but her look naked. like she wants it. Like, that was <laughs> great wow, joke. I never really thought about that. That's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, though. it's like all, I mean, like art that we see today that is like, oh, look how beautiful it is. It's like 
oh my God, it's porn. Like the right. Fragonard's The Swing. It's an 18th century Rococo painting mm-hmm. where it's a woman swinging and a guy is in the bushes watching. <laughs> um, you know, or like, but if you like, the eyeline is directly into her puss and yeah. like the dress is open and she sees it. Like it's completely, oh my God. just com- 100% this was porn. That's amazing. And Or like pictures of like women reading books with like a tit out. Like yeah, yeah. someone wasn't like, oh, you know, I really love reading. Um, (laughs) I would love to see a woman reading. And then the artist was like, here you go. And the guy's like, but her tits out. How dare you? I wanted a painting of reading. Like it's all porn that was paid for. You're right. I mean, it it does make sense to me, actually. It's like you always wonder, like, what was going through the heads of people back in the day when they were doing all the things that they were doing? Like how sexy was it to powder your face white? You know, just things like that. (laughs) With lead. With lead, no lead less. Powder. Mm. So what was the other? Uh, so one thing of the other things sexy. that was like that was interesting. Ugh, my husband, he's so wonderful and an angel, and I'm he not. He just crept in very he quietly. He's so like he's just trying to be so quiet. I hope he slams the door when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, no, you know, like I, one of the other things that I was reading about was the you know in the fifties that the then it was women should be watching their figure. Yes. But also be very curvy. Yes. Um, and so there was like that mixed messaging, which we kind of have now in a way yeah. because it's like um, there was all of these things that were like, here's to gain weight. Like that was actually an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was also, um, you know, the other side of that was that there was uh, a lot of speed for diet pills. Yeah. So, um, there was a lot, there were a lot of women and they gave out speed for lots of different reasons. A lot of women on speed at that time. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too, is that of course, for me brought up, I was thinking about Marilyn Monroe and how she's always been the like epitome of sexiness to a lot of people, especially curvy people will be like, Oh, Marilyn Monroe. She was a, I've heard size 12 and I've heard size 16. No, it was, it was all vintage sizing. She was a size six, eight. And she was a size six, eight. Yeah, she had a 23-inch waist. Yeah. So let me just to put that in context, most of the models I've worked with um, who, who like, do bathing, swimsuit, you know, modeling and stuff are, like, a 25, 26-inch waist. Yeah. That means those women are, like, a size 2, sometimes a size 4. Yeah. And worth, she, and Marilyn Monroe was a 23-inch waist. Yeah. She wasn't curved. She's she not. She was not a size 12. <laughs> She's not, yeah, she's not plus size in any way. She wasn't even a vintage size 12. No, (laughs) no. And so, you know, it's really interesting too. Uh, She, her weight did fluctuate. She got as quote unquote big as a size, maybe a size 10, possibly a size 12 vintage. Mm. There is some possibility of that, but all the photos that you see of her, she's not a size. Yeah. She's, she's definitely like a little Norma Jean. She was sewn into her dresses. And that's one of the things, too. Like, we look back at the sexiness of the time. You also can't talk about it without talking about fashion, right? Yeah. Like, bikinis um, were a big part of what we considered. Like, they really challenged how we looked at sexiness. Um, and there was a big uproar when the bikini first came out. It was like, you know, just, it's so funny to us now because now we're like, oh, bikinis, whatever. I guess bikinis would be like the assless chaps of yesterday. <laughs> well, that belly button is very scandalous. Is. That's where your food came yes. when you were a baby. Yes, your baby food. Ew. Yeah, so sexy. <laughs> that little former umbilical cord. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like, I, I think it's just really interesting looking back at all the, the different things that are not only, there's there's preconceived notions about how what sexiness looked like in the past. Yeah. Um, what that really meant and how we also will adapt that for what we need it to be today. Like the whole making up the thing about Marilyn Monroe's size, for example. Yeah. You know, it's like I think that all of that happens though because we are constantly trying to define for ourselves what sexiness means and tell the world that. When I also- think it has to be an internal thing. It's like it's, it doesn't – who gives a fuck if Marilyn Monroe is sexy? Who gives a fuck if, like, the bikini makes you sexier? What it is, it, it's such um, – that's all external. Yeah. It still has to be about what's happening internally. That's I think, true. I think that – and it's – that's the thing that, like, really turned it on on its head for me. 
because yeah. I just didn't think about it that way. I mean, because if it's external, it will always change because people get bored. Yes. Like you get bored of looking at one thing and then you're like on to the next thing. Right. But that's when if the if your knowledge of your own sexiness comes from within, then it's right. It is forever. Right. Can that still be confidence though or no? Is I think, sexiness confidence or is confidence sexy? I think it's both. I think sexiness um, feeds confidence. Okay. And I think confidence is sexy. Okay. So riddle me that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My head's going to explode. Ah! Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this sexy edition yeah. of Gaudy Positive. Take a pole dancing class. Take a class. I um, would recommend taking it at S Factor, though, if you can, because I've heard some horror stories from other people about <laughs> not S Factor classes. Oh, can I just say that um, I, when I was in New York last week, I was um, in my old stomping grounds in Brooklyn, and I saw this Instagram pole dancer I follow mm. called Roz the Diva, mm. who I really love. And she was on her headphones and I did shout, I love your Instagram. And oh. she did not hear me. Oh. And it just shouted that into a subway. That's and, hilarious. Uh, saw her twice that day. Wow. That's and then the second time awkward. I was like, I can't, I can't. And I can't then go the up there. Third time like, you bought her hey. dinner. I mean, no. I wish. If she's listening, I'm just I love what she does. You guys should follow her. Gotti, what, Gotti her Person of the Week, Roz the Diva. Roz the Diva. She's a I'll pole dancer. She's on America's Got Talent, but oh. she's a plus size pole dancer. Oh, shit. That's and like awesome. is super, and like, and she's a personal trainer and mm-hmm. like fitness and like, and she's awesome. So, guys, Roz the Diva, do it. That's amazing. Anything else? Um, I, I, uh, come to my shows. Yeah. Wear sexy lingerie. Wear sexy lingerie. Come to my shows. Get your, I'm going to wear sexy lingerie at my shows. Get a bra fitting. Woo! Oh, yeah. Go get fitted. You're going to feel so good. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.